0: Hello everyone and welcome to Phone Calls with Brendan and Ian. I'm Brendan Garland
1: and I'm a visual artist and creative. And I'm Ian Schaller and I'm a personal trainer and a philosopher. Brendan and I met at college in the Midwest, but now living on opposing coasts, we keep in touch through Phone Calls, which we are sharing with you.
0: As a podcast, Phone Calls is freeform, authentic, and natural much as any conversation to a friend would be. Using mindfulness as our guide, we unpack our daily lives and travel across a spectrum of topics which ultimately lead us back to mindfulness.
1: As the listener, we hope our phone calls give you insight on how to allow yourself to simply be and live more consciously. Hello. Hello. Have you noticed that we always say hello that way when, <laughs> whenever we <laughs> start at this point? Whenever we start, yeah. <laughs> It's become a signature thing without us realizing.
0: I know. It's just this has to be done because yeah. if you don't, if you don't get the same hello back,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you know it's just not working.
1: And you got. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta So like, if I said hello, hello for different way, it wouldn't work. We'd be like, all right, now we got to hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, if you said hello
0: any other way. Yeah. It's I'm done. like hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like nope. We can't record.
2: That's funny. Mm.
0: So what are these uh, things you've been thinking about? Because you said you had some, like, reflections and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and it came up because of what you told me about last night with the uh, blind date thing. Mm. Do you want to go into that a little bit or Yeah, sure.
0: Do you want me to like explain that and yeah. then you can jump off of that?
1: It basically comes down to like being uncomfortable and like how what that struck in me when you said it last night. Mm. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I'm going on this and the video is getting released today or well, today as in Wednesday the 23rd mm. or whatever. And It's getting released today, like, in the evening, but I'm auditioning, like, I guess auditioning? I don't know. I'm going to be a part of this Jubilee series, which is a channel on YouTube where um, me and then two other guys are submitting a video, and then the Instagram audience of Jubilee gets to pick one of us based off of our video on who gets Mm -hmm. to go on the date with this girl. And it's like a blind date. So, I mean, I guess it's not totally blind because like I've seen her video, but I don't really know this person at all. Mm -hmm. And I did it, one, just because I really like their channel and I think they do really interesting stuff. But then I also did it, this one specifically, because I knew that it would be like the most uncomfortable thing for me. And Mm -hmm. I was talking to my little sister about it last night and I was like, I was originally going to turn it down because they have another series where you don't have to submit a video. You just like, they just throw you in on a blind date. And I was going to say no to this one and then see if they maybe put me in that one. But then Mm -hmm. I I was like, well, no, I'm just doing that because I would be more comfortable with that one. So I did this. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to turn it down because I was like the one that I just did makes me really uncomfortable.
1: Uh
0: So then that's why I did it because I was like, this makes me really uncomfortable. So I have to do it.
1: Right. Yes. And that's kind of what I want to get at. But first, so the recording process of like your interview or your, um, how do I say that? Um, You're, like, self-casting, I guess. Uh, What did you call it? Yeah. Yeah, Um, that'd be appropriate, I feel like. Yeah, so you you were uncomfortable recording that. Why? Uh,
0: I think it's, like, the whole process of it. Like, recording. Like, I don't really like talking about myself in general. Mm -hmm. Like, to most people. Mm -hmm. So like talking to my talking about myself to a camera is like very strange to me. Yeah. And then then there's like the added layer on top of it where it's like this is going to be watched and like in my mind judged by like all these people, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like well, I don't want to be judged by all these people. And, of course. like, talking to my phone in my bedroom is just, like, strange. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, all these
1: layers. Yeah. This is good. Um, so kind of rewinding a little bit, why do you not like talking about yourself? Um...
0: I don't know, because, like, I feel like I don't have anything, like, I don't know anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, none of us really know anything, but I feel like I particularly, like, don't know very much, Mm -hmm. so I always want to, like, learn more, and for me to learn more, I'd rather learn about, like, other people's lives, so, like, and... Because I think conversations, like, if there isn't an equal flow, usually have one side that's dominant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I never want to be the dominant side. Mm-hmm. I always want the other person to, like, because I, like like I said, like, I don't feel like I have any. It, The way that I'm phrasing it makes it sound like I, like, don't like, like, what I know. But it's not mm-hmm. that, it's just that, like, I know that there's so much more to learn, so why would I impose my beliefs onto right. somebody else in
1: a conversation? Yes. Interesting. That's cool, because I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I would say if you had to give me the choice between speaking and speaking to someone or, like, listening to them speak to me, like... I would almost always choose listen mm. um, for many reasons. Like I've always felt like I was a better listener anyway. And then like the things that I have to say, you know, depending on what's being talked about, There's, I don't always have like a ton to add to what's already been said. Um, and Yeah. You get to learn, you kind of get to know the person and bringing it back to opening that space for them to speak. Is always something I've been a big fan of. Um, yeah. But that's really that's all really cool. So the reason I wanted to like dig into all that and a lot of it, I feel correlates with what's happened to me this week. Um. So I'll just tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. So there's this there's this woman. I she's like 70 years old. And she's, like, this super sweet lady, <laughs> what she wants to be, um, that I that I know from working at the at the Y. And we've had a lot of really cool talks, and she's, so this is about to get a little woo-woo-y, but she's really uh-huh. into astrology, right? Uh-huh. And she's told me a lot of stuff about myself that, like, only me or, like, close friends would know based off of the fact that, like, I'm an Aquarius. Like, that's why I can't when my birthday falls or whatever mm-hmm. um and so like she's kind of she's kind of like opened my mind to some some crazy stuff about myself like psychologically and so this week I was I was working and I was cleaning down cleaning the machines and stuff and I was in my head kind of just going with the flow you know not really like stoked to be there not bringing like a lot of energy with me kind of just doing my thing letting the wanting the time to go by a little faster, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she comes in there, and I didn't even see her. I heard her voice before I saw her. And she goes, you need to knock that shit off right now. (laughs) And I was like, what? And I look up at her. Like, this is the first time seeing her that day. Uh And then she just goes off on me about, like, needing to, to come out of my shell and stop acting like I'm just one of the guys and bring to the world my own sort of, like, uniqueness, I guess. I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. Um, to like I don't know I guess quit underselling myself or selling myself short that kind of thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and then she's I was like okay well how do I do that you know how can I make steps to do that and she's like meditate on it was like okay well yeah sure whatever and she's like journal about it I was like yeah definitely and then she was she mentioned the dance thing, which was cool. She's like, you should try dancing. I told her that I had been dancing for a while, and so I, I did these three things. Um, I journaled. Well, for okay, so first I danced, and I, I was dancing just kind of at my house in my yard, which sounds crazy <laughs> to people. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's a um, so I was dancing just in my yard. And I felt like this weird frustration. I was like, what is that? Like, I'm dancing. I should be having fun. Like, even though it is kind of weird just to dance by yourself with, like, you know, by yourself. Uh, I felt this like weird frustration, like this energy and just like, and I I didn't want to let it out. I was like, I don't want to be angry. Like, I don't want to like put too much energy forth and kind of like be afraid to fail and look weird, you know, or like feel weird to myself. Right. Um, and so then eventually I just let go and I started dancing, like flailing, around, like may appear to be like an idiot, but then like just having a great time, like jumping around and everything. It it would have been quite the spectacle to see, I assure you. Um, and then I came in inside and I journaled about it right afterwards. And I talked about like that hesitation and like that sort of like that energy inside that I have that, I think I do this more often than not. I'll hold in stuff that I want to let out. um, And like how it can make a big difference, you know, Mm -hmm. and like feeling that resistance. um, In this case of like wanting this like buildup of energy that like wants to come out, but I'm suppressing it, that resistance, feeling it and then pushing forward anyway. And uh, going through that uncomfortableness with myself, um. so I thought it was uh. it was pretty interesting and I think since that day this week anytime I feel some sort of like resistance or uncomfortableness I try to push a little bit deeper each time to see like what's on the other side of that
0: yeah and what have you what do you think you're... How has it made you feel like pushing through every time?
1: A little more free. You know? Because mm-hmm. um, there's nothing... Because I do think it was fear a lot of times that, like, hold me back from doing those things or saying those things, whatever those are. Yeah. Because I agree with you that I still think I'm primarily a listener, and I, I enjoy that. But I think when there's time to say something not holding on to anything and just, like, saying it from, like, your deepest truth. Is what is supposed to be. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So then I, I ramble on. In the wild, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I uh, know. I think it's a good story. But uh, like, how? This is like my question. How do you think that you know when, like, the thing that you want to say or the thing that you want to do is coming from, like? your like true self versus like your ego.
1: Mm. Yeah. So that's like the golden question, right? Mhm. And I was I talked to Alex about that too. And number 1, I think it's practice. And you know, I think that's why meditation is important because then you know, you don't become perfect overnight. Um, it's funny you ask because I met a guy named Bobby yesterday and he's like, we, there's no, you practice spirituality. You don't like perfect spirituality. So Mm -hmm. in this case, balancing like your ego and like your true self. Um, but I think like the more you meditate, the more you kind of like catch yourself in those thought patterns or like in your words and everything. So then more and more often your truth will start to come out and you can kind of feel where it comes from. Right. Yeah. It's, and we may have talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but it's like when you're speaking to someone or, or you're listening or either way and you're not thinking about like the words that you're going to say before you say them, they're just coming out in like a flow. So I think that's one way to tell. Um, And you're kind of just like lost in that conversation. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely does.
0: Because I think – what was I thinking about? Like in conversations – there's definitely a difference between, I guess, like, I, I we've probably talked about this before, but, like, conversation, oh, we definitely talked talked talk about this before, but, like, conversations is, like, building on top of each other. hmm And, like, conversations where you're always trying to, like, relate it back to you, mm. I think are, like, different. So I guess that is, like, because i think you can have something to say or do something that doesn't isn't related to you mm-hmm. you're just the one that's like like what we talked about with like the vessel for these things being like channeled through you yeah
1: yeah and that's that's important i think that might be something you kind of add on to what i said a moment ago in that you you kind of have this awareness of like whether or not you're trying to bring the conversation back to you or if you're just speaking <laughs> and, and yeah. it's something that's like stacking and growing it's you're expressing something together and not just as one unit that's what the connection is you know
0: mm-hmm. do you think everybody is willing to? share that connection?
1: No. And I don't think there's always the proper circumstances to do so. Mm. Um, For instance, well, I don't know. That's kind of a hard question. I do think it still depends on circumstances, though. Yeah. Meaning, like, am I just sitting at a coffee shop and talking with a friend with no plans for the afternoon, or am I just seeing someone in passing who like they and I both have something going on someplace we're trying to be, you know, unless Mm -hmm. unless you're both willing to let go of those plans, but that's a hard thing to find. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because there's a certain amount of, like, structure that I think you also need. Mm-hmm.
2: Because
0: I, I, like, I think I often, like, think about that a lot. Like, wouldn't it be so much easier if you could just live a life where, like, you were free and then you, like, just wandered around and, like, talked to people?
2: hmm
0: But then I think you'd almost, like, get lost in that kind of life. Yeah. And you do need, like, just a little bit of structure.
2: Mm-hmm
1: yeah. And there, there's something I want to come back to the ego versus the true self thing, like, and knowing differentiating where that message is coming from that you're speaking. Um, and the practice aspect there's, there's almost like certain desires and like roles that i believe your incarnation is supposed to just has to fill out like it has to do it in this life to get rid of that thing to like fulfill that desire and be like okay that's not it like that's not truth boom gone next thing Mm -hmm. to like move on you know what i mean it's almost like if your bucket list was to go skydiving before you died and then you're on your deathbed and you didn't go skydiving. You're like thinking about skydiving while you're dying instead of like being in the moment of death. Yeah. So it's so, like okay to have. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's, no, it's okay on, to have that. We got to quit judging ourselves for this ego thing, <laughs> you know? Mm. We got to let it play its role because it's there for a reason mm-hmm. you know we just got to make sure it's not driving the car and it's maybe it's just like in the passenger seat with the map <laughs> yeah huh
0: that's that's like that's an interesting take Because, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, like, everything that we've been talking about, like, up to this point is about not judging, like, the things that come up in our, like, minds, you know, not judging anything, whether it's good or bad or whether we perceive it as bad or whatever. So it would make sense that we shouldn't even judge our ego, because, like you said, it's there for a reason, so if everything in this life like is perfect then the ego would also have to be perfect.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean that's the way I see it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think that this was my question from earlier still like applicable in this sense. Do you think that By doing things that make you uncomfortable, it, uh, like, helps you sort out, like, or I guess, like, helps you, like, realign with your true self and, like,
1: understand your ego? Yes. Because... It's, I think, and this it, this might be because of like how much background I have with like lifting weights and exercising and things, but when you when you pose a challenge on yourself, then then you have to really like dig deep to get to know like how far you're willing to go to like search for things, and like who you are underneath those challenges. So it's it's revealing, right? Mm-hmm. I can be an absolute saint <laughs> if I'm in my house, it's quiet. I got like my candles lit. I'm, I'm on my yoga mat, like meditating. You know? Like I'm, uh-huh. I'm a saint at that point. But then, you know, maybe I haven't eaten all day. I'm in traffic trying to get home. <laughs> like then I'm getting a little pissy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you start to see that, like that, that real. And they're both the real you, you know just mm-hmm. it's just you in that moment, so then you see that that anger, that frustration, and then you're like, "Ah, anger and frustration, <laughs> you know have in a while <laughs> like how do i how do I deal with you you know yeah, or embarrassment, or in my case, I think it was like embarrassment. And like some some unworthiness, you know, with or still in my case, definitely, um, yeah. So then, how do you deal with those? Like, do you do you judge yourself for feeling embarrassed and unworthy, or do you look at them and you keep pushing forward? You keep trying until eventually that, they're gonna just fall away, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is, like, interesting because I feel like we often, or, like, not we, but, like, people in general often, like, idolize the spiritual practitioner who's, like, like, if you look up, like, mindfulness, it's, like, a guy sitting on top of a mountain, like, cross-legged in, like, robes, right? mm mm-hmm that's, like, the pinnacle of, like, being mindful. Right. But really, it's, like, it's almost the guy who, like, lives in, like, the middle of New York City, like, downtown New York City, and is, like, still the happiest, like, not even not even happy, but, like, is still the mind, like, incredibly mindful <laughs> of, like, his interactions with people and things. Yeah. It almost seems like that person would be what we would like
1: think of. Yeah. I think like to the westerner it definitely seems more impressive, you know, cuz we can relate mm-hmm. and be like, oh shit, like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what was the last uncomfortable thing that you think you – or that you put yourself through? Was it, like, the dancing and then kind of overcoming that, like, frustration with not being able to, like, push through those uncomfortabilities? Mm -hmm. Or, like, what would you say –
1: Um, so two things come to mind, but you asked what was the last one. So, but I I can mention both. It doesn't matter really. So today I worked, uh, I did some chimney work with my boss, (laughs) um, at a man's house. And the man was out there like talking to us all day. And then of course (laughs) politics came up, you know? Uh And so they're going, so one of them, like, Despises Trump, and the other one, he doesn't love Trump, but he straight up said like he's an extreme, like conservative, or left winger. Hmm. Which which one is that? My politics stuff is all jacked up. Right wing, right wing, (laughs) extreme right. Like he openly (laughs) said that and started talking about how he has like assault rifles and stuff in his house (laughs) and so. I was like listening to all this. You know what I mean? And like, uh-huh. it's it's hard for me to sit there and like not want to jump in and be like, Listen, you both sound crazy <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you're both absolutely bonkers. Yeah. So to try and find peace between that was really a challenge. Um to number one, not say something, and number two Cause when you see conversations like that, it's a reflection of like our world, right? Like that's a real example of what's going on. Yeah. And to see that and be like, oh man, this is crazy. But then like to have a smile on my face that was genuine and like kind of have a little giggle about it, you know, Mm -hmm. like that was challenging. And (laughs) he asked me, but Steve kind of averted the, the question. He's like, uh, he's like, do you own any guns? Or he's like, what do you think about it? And I was like, eh, like I don't want to be brought into this. <laughs> that was <kind> of... <laughs> like, that was comfortable too. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess I'll say the other one I thought about too was uh, there was this couple that I, I dance, we dance at the same place on Sundays. And I see them there and uh, they're both really nice. Like the first time I met them, like they both gave me hugs and like they've been super kind and everything. But I always get, every time I see them again, like I get nervous and like, I don't know how to like, just be my genuine self and talk to them, even though there's like a lot I want to say. So I was like trying to walk up to them and just like start a conversation and I couldn't do it. I kept like circling around them, like kept circling around them. Eventually (laughs) I was like, all right, you know, be weird. This is just, you're going to fail and it's going to happen, get over it. So I just walked, uh-huh. kind of felt like a stumbling idiot, but I asked them the questions that I wanted to ask and talked for a bit and left feeling kind of awkward still. And I was like, all right, you did it. Good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I think that's like an important thing also is like that there, Because I think sometimes when people talk about, like, pushing past your, like, comfort zone, they're, like, like, every time you push past it, you're going to feel, like, 100% better. You're going to be, like, wow, that was, like, great. Yeah. And I think, like, while, yes, like, part of that is true, like, you have this feeling of, like, accomplishment. But there are definitely times where, like, you push through your comfort zone and you're, like, man, that was still really, like, fucking awkward. Yeah. Like, why did I say those things that I said?
1: Yeah. (laughs) How did I forget to talk to people in the last 10
2: seconds?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, it's, I don't think it's true that you'll feel good every time you do that. Every time you push through that awkwardness or uncomfortableness. But I do think it's true. You'll start to recognize the pattern of that whole phase, you know, mm-hmm. something arises, you have like an uneasiness about it, whatever that uneasiness is. You either do it or don't do it. If you do it, then you deal with the outcome and you either feel good or bad about it. And then, but once you kind of see that blueprint, you're like, ah, like I've done this before. It gets maybe, maybe it gets less and less uncomfortable at the end, you know? Hmm.
0: Yeah. It's just like following a recipe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like, like, you know, you cook a recipe, the first time you do it, you're like, uh, like, that wasn't quite like what I was gonna, like what I was expecting, you know, maybe you like, left it in for a little too long, mm-hmm. or you didn't quite have the right spices. So you like substituted some things. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, uh yeah, no, I like I should have gone with just paprika, shouldn't have used hot chili pepper or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you learn from that and then you just like continue to grow. And then the next time you're like you use the paprika, but maybe you realize that like you wanted it to taste this like certain other way, so then you keep messing
1: around with it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this central theme that I've kind of, I feel that we can tie all of this together with. And it's like the idea of knowing yourself. And I think when you challenge yourself, you really, you do get to know yourself. And that's like how else. And this is from a book that I've been reading, but mm-hmm. basically what he says is like, how else can you get to know the world outside of you when like, you're the central point of like your own universe, you know? Mm-hmm. So you understand everything from your own lens, like, because you have a mind, like that's what that's there, you know? Uh-huh. And you know, like you can see beyond it, yada, yada, but you have to start somewhere. you have to start with yourself get to know who you are like your biases your reactions to things and that's self-empowerment like you get that down and (laughs) you got a little bit more control of your life I guess I don't know if control is the right word yeah
0: you have more like understanding I guess hmm And I think also the more that you, like, challenge yourself, the more that you realize that your yourself isn't, like, fixed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because I think it, if you never, like, go through those uncomfortable things, then you never, like you said, like, challenge those parts of yourself that you have, like, always seen as, like, a part of you. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that, like, they're always changing.
1: Yeah. That's a really good mm-hmm. point.
0: It reminds me of, like, I to- I think I've told you this before, but, like, what my dad always says, like, this like, from my childhood. It's, like, ingrained into my, like, back of my head. But he would always, like, get mad at us when we would say, like, oh, I don't, you know, like, I don't like fish or I don't like broccoli or, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. And he would always be like, you know, have you tried every fish in the world? Have you tried every single way that somebody has cooked fish (laughs) or every single way that somebody has cooked broccoli in the world? You know, and it's like, well, no. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you can't say that you don't like broccoli then (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) he's like, you, you haven't tried it all. Right. And, like, that has, like, stuck in the back of my head, like, for everything in life. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I, who am I to say that, like, I don't like something or I don't agree with something or that's not who I am when, you know, I've never experienced life in all of its
1: forms? Yeah. (laughs) That's powerful right there. Yes, good old Jeff. Yeah, I was gonna say that's such a bad thing to say, but it's got some deep truth to it. <laughs> I know. Man, what do you think? Yeah. You wanna? I feel like this one's like perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect right here. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you in a minute though. Okay, sure. Alright. Peace. Peace. Love you. Love
0: you.